tonight on the Black Channel. It's been said that the devil's greatest deception was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Well, white supremacy is the devil. And it's trying to do that right now. And by and large, it's succeeding. The Black Channel is live. Unapologetic, unadulterated, and absolutely uncompromising. Greetings, brothers and sisters from around the world, and welcome to the home, the haven, the stronghold, and the everlasting city fortress of intelligent black thought. This is the BlackChannel.net radio program, and I am your host, your brother, your humble servant, the Black Authority. Very glad to have you all with us here this evening, as we are overcoming all obstacles that have been placed in our way, both internal and external. Very important program for us to have here tonight, because tonight I want to discuss with you living in a world of playing dumb about white supremacy. Now, right now, the evidence that we are in the middle of an ethnic cleansing campaign, the evidence that white supremacist factions in American society globally, but in American society in particular, which leads the world of white supremacists, they have now sent officially taken off the gloves. They are letting everybody know that they are at war and that they are going to prosecute this war by any and all means possible. And that is what we see occurring right now. So it's every week now we are hearing about a new massacre that's occurring. These are white supremacist sleeper cells. I call them sleeper cells, but in reality, this is just the society. And the sleeper cell element of the society is now awakening is what's occurring. And they are fleshing out their strategy of turning society into a white supremacist terrorist state. Now, before we can get into that part of it, we first and foremost got to define what is terrorism. Because what I'm telling you right now is that terrorism works. The reason that people use terrorism is because terrorism works. But this phrase, terrorism, what does it mean? Now, according to Webster's Dictionary, it is defined as a noun and is defined as, quote, the systematic use of terror, especially as a means of coercion. So what you are doing is you are attempting to do something that is so overwhelmingly terrifying that it is intended to overwhelm the logic, reason, and definitely the will to resist of whoever you are executing terrorism against. So in society, the two primary targets of terrorism are either going to be a government or the citizenry of a nation. So the government of a nation or the citizenry of a nation are the two primary targets when we discuss terrorism. Right now, you've got white supremacist sleeper cells that are targeting black citizens from coast to coast, anywhere and everywhere they can be found, murdering them in any way possible. And that's the situation we find us in right now. But you wouldn't know that by turning on the national media, the white corporate media. You wouldn't know that that's the situation that we're in right now. According to them, there is no terrorism. According to them, that's not the case. Now, amazingly, it's just outrageous how hypocritical they are because you see, if this were a bunch of Arabs going around murdering a bunch of white people every week, they would be calling this jihadism. 
they would be calling this radical Islam. They would be calling them radical Muslims. They would be saying that America is under siege. This is a war on terror. That's what they would be saying if Arabs just shot up a nightclub full of white folk and then a grocery store full of white folk and then a garlic festival full of white folk. That's what they would be saying. There wouldn't be any of this mess about we don't know what the motive is and we don't know why they're doing it and we're really not clear about it. And yeah, we know what they said, but that's not proof that they're jihadists. I mean, just because they were quoting um, jihadist materials doesn't mean that they are jihadists. That's the kind of stuff we're hearing now. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you that the FBI is going around now saying that just because the uh, white supremacist killer from the garlic festival in California was quoting white supremacist materials that that's not proof that he was a white supremacist. That's literally what they're saying. They're literally telling you, don't believe your lying eyes and your deceitful ears is what they're telling you. So as black people, this is how dangerous the situation is. This is how dangerous the situation has become. It has become a situation where we as people are witnessing a situation where they are trying to brainwash you into ignoring the evidence in front of you so they can kill at will and so you'll just sit still but there is a reaction that they do want from you there is a reaction that they are looking for what i did was i posted up here about a story there is a story that from yahoo news from usa today Amnesty International issues warning about travel to U.S. amid, quote, high levels of gun violence. Now, it's just not just Amnesty International. You've had several governments that are advising their people to not come to the United States or to be, be aware that you could be subject to violence in the United States. Venezuelans, for example, have been told this. Japanese citizens, French citizens... There are a number of other different countries that are saying the exact same thing. New Zealand, Germany have issued travel warnings to the U.S. That tells you that the white supremacist war is, is having the effect that they want. Now, of course, you do have some European countries in there. Yes, but that is because... Right now, you have to understand the white supremacists are trying to get people to close ranks. They're trying to get them to close ranks. So what, what is in effect happening from these European countries is that they are advising people basically to avoid America because it's basically an ethnic. There's an ethnic cleansing campaign going on. And in the course of that campaign, it may be necessary to execute some, you know, white cannon fodder. It might be necessary to execute some. And so they can't tell whether you're one of theirs or whether you're not one of theirs. So it's best for you to stay out of the arena of fire is what they're telling you. These are places, these are countries that are executing genocides in Africa, France, Asia. These are countries that are exercising systematic genocide and or exploitation of black people in Africa and other places around the world. So there are no strangers to white supremacy and certainly no strangers to oppressing black people. And this tells you that the white supremacists are having the intended effect. The goal is to terrorize people, 
to make it where you're so afraid for your life because they are able to murder and kill with impunity as white supremacists in America that non-white people are supposed to be scared and afraid to come on their own. This is basically in effect, you're basically shutting down immigration by these acts of violence like this. You're basically shutting down uh, non-white immigration. If you can't get the government to do it, you take matters into your own hands. You start murdering innocent people. And then you get those people to, in effect, voluntarily decide not to come on their own because now they're afraid that they'll be killed by vigilantes if they venture into this new place. That's what they're doing now. And you have to you have to admit this is an effective tool. You've got whole governments and their consulates advising their citizens not to come to the U.S. The tool is working it is working. I mean, it didn't take a hundred years for it to start working. It's working now. And understand when terrorists see that the tool works, they are not going to avoid that tool. They're going to double down and triple down on it because it works. Because it works. There was another story here a few days ago out of Ohio. Now, remember, you just had a massacre occur in Dayton, Ohio last week now you're hearing about another white supremacist and his girlfriend and what they said is that a toledo man on thursday admitted his guilt in a plot where he and his girlfriend planned to use explosives and guns for a mass murder Vincent Armstrong, 23, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to transport or receive an explosive with intent to kill, injure, or intimidate any individual and maliciously damage or destroy by fire or explosive. They are coming after you. They're gearing up for a Timothy McVeigh-style event, is what they're doing. They're gearing up for a Timothy McVeigh-style event. While the society at large is united behind the idea of attacking black people. And they're getting ready for a Timothy McVeigh style event. Is what they're doing. But meanwhile, the white supremacist media and the white supremacist political structure is playing dumb. Because the evidence now is overwhelming who and what the problem is. So now they're all just playing dumb. They're all just trying to play stupid now. Huffington Post had a story about an Ohio Republican lawmaker who blames the mass shootings on trans people, gay marriage, etc. State Representative Candace Keller complained about Democrats playing the blame game after every mass shooting in the post on her personal Facebook account. Now, this is what her post said, and I'm going to read it. It says the breakdown of the traditional American family. Thank you, transgender, homosexual marriage and drag queen advocates. Fatherlessness, a subject no one discusses or believes is relevant. The ignoring of violent video games, the relaxing of laws against criminals, open borders, the acceptance of recreational marijuana, failed school policies, hello parents who defend misbehaving students, disrespect to law enforcement, thank you Obama, hatred of our veterans, thank you professional athletes who hate our flag and national anthem, the Democrat Congress, many members, who are open, anti-Semitic, the culture which totally ignores the importance of God and the church until they elect a president, state office holders who have no interest whatsoever in learning about our Constitution and the Second Amendment, and snowflakes who can't accept a duly elected president. 
Her post concluded by writing, did I forget anybody? The list is long and the fury will continue. First of all, these mass, these white mass shooters overwhelmingly are come from two parent homes. Remember Klebold and Harris. These those are two white supremacists. Remember when they shot the black kid in Columbine, which was 20 years ago now, when they shot him, they said, there's the nigger. They were white supremacists. For those of you who didn't know, the Columbine massacre was a white supremacist event. Oklahoma City was a white supremacist event. Timothy McVeigh had gotten, he had become, begun associating in white supremacist circles. Randy Weaver was a white supremacist. These were people who dealt with white supremacists, associated with white supremacists, spread white supremacist literature. Ruby Ridge, this was a, there were many prominent white supremacists who showed up at Ruby Ridge. Timothy McVeigh was supposedly inspired because of the events at Ruby Ridge to blow up the Oklahoma City Federal Building. It's not an accident. It's not an accident at all. These are not coincidences. People coming from two parent homes all over the place. This is not about the breakdown of the traditional American family. This is about the white American family. This is about the white nuclear family. Emphasis on the word nuclear. And these deliberate, gutless attempts to try to obfuscate and camouflage that. And it tells you really just how desperate they are to do that. They want that to be the case. Um, on my Twitter page, I put up a, I retweeted a post from David Frum. He's a conservative, semi-conservative uh, columnist. To, and he said, not all antisocial violent people are mentally ill. The vast majority of mentally ill people are not antisocial or violent. It's the guns. You see, when it's time to prosecute black people, we don't get to say the problem isn't us. The problem is guns. We don't get to say that. We don't get to say the problem isn't my drug habit. The problem is guns. We don't get to say that. We don't get to say the problem is my upbringing. The problem is guns. We don't get to say that. We certainly don't get to say the problem is mental illness. The problem isn't mental illness. The problem is guns. We, we don't get to say that at all. We don't get to say that. We don't get to bring up any of those things. But when it is time to start discussing the nature of this white supremacist society that we live in, all of a sudden people start focusing on other things. All of a sudden they start misdirecting attention in other directions. All of a sudden, it becomes about that. It becomes about that. That's what it becomes then. Things that simply could never happen if we were looking for a way to deflect and distract. These are conversations that simply could not occur. These people are not dumb. They're just playing dumb. Because they understand, and here's just the bottom line truth of it, you cannot dismantle white supremacy without also seriously impacting white privilege. White privilege is the ability to kill. You're just going to have to accept that. That is a core tenet and a core element 
of white privilege, the ability to murder with impunity, the ability to kill and take lives with impunity. That is a core tenet of white, of white privilege. That you can do what you want when you want. If you take that away, then you are going to essentially reduce white people to the level of everybody else. If whiteness is not supreme, then you have reduced and diminished whiteness to be like everybody else. That's why it is simply not in their interest to dismantle white supremacy. Once you do that, you have dismantled the benefits, the extra benefits, the primacy of being white. So now everybody is focused on pointing the finger elsewhere and changing the subject off of white supremacy. Because you see, if you focus on white supremacy, you're going to do a gut check. You're going to have to look at the society. You're going to have to look at the way it works. You're going to have to look at, take a look at all these machinations. You're going to have to take a look at your court system. You're going to have to take a look at your media. You're going to have to take a look at all these things from 720 degrees and see how they play into inspiring and enabling these white supremacist mass murderers. You're going to have to take a look at everything in the society. In other words, for the first time ever, you would actually have to take a look at white society and start saying, okay, what is it about the society as a whole? We are going to dissect and examine every element of it and see all of these things within it that enhance and power and multiply white supremacy. That's ultimately where the road would lead. You're not going to go anywhere else with that. And not surprisingly, they are doing their very best to avoid that very conversation occurring. And while I wish I could tell you, you have to understand, playing dumb is in their best interest. It's in their best interest to play dumb. They've got every reason to play dumb, and it's in their best interest to do it. But as black people, it's not in our best interest to play dumb. It isn't. For us, it's deadly and dangerous if we play dumb. We play dumb, and it can end our lives. But there are some who actually are working along with the establishment. And so they are parroting what they've been told. I posted up a tweet from no less than Maxine Waters, who said, enough is enough. America, when are you going to demand action on guns? Another senseless mass killing by a young white nationalist. Trump, you cannot escape accepting blame for these escalating killings in our country that are motivated by your race baiting. First words out of her mouth. America, when are you going to demand action on guns? Now, you see, when communism was a problem, they declared war on communism. They didn't declare war on bullets, they didn't declare war on nuclear weapons. As a matter of fact, we had a nuclear weapons arms race. They declared war on people, the communists. When you had the uh, war on poverty, you targeted your efforts toward those in poverty. When you had the war on drugs, you targeted your efforts on people who dealt or used drugs. 
But when it comes to white supremacists, we don't have a war on white supremacy. We've got a war on something else. They're, now you want to demand action on guns, not on the people using them. Because you see, as I told you about this case coming out of Toledo, Ohio, they're transitioning away from guns. They want to take some really big body counts in a really big way. That's what they really want. And a gun is easier to get a hold of, but wouldn't have nearly the effect of an explosive. That's what it's about now. You can focus on the people all you want to, but it is about getting a big body count. That's what it's about now. It's about having a large body count. And focusing on guns is just a way for politicians in the media to distract and deflect from the real subject. The real subject is white supremacy. The real subject is the white supremacist structure. That's the real problem. And if you don't deal with that, then nothing's going to change. And by definition, they don't actually want anything to change. They actually don't. This is not about getting anything to change. This is about getting people to accept that getting gunned down by white supremacists is just the way of things. And that the only way that you can avoid that is you better steer clear. You better just uh, hide in your homes. You better not be seen. You can be taken out anywhere at any time. That's the environment that they've created now. That you could be taken out anywhere at any time. So you better stay out of the white supremacist way whether it's the white supremacist police, prosecutors, military, or vigilantes. That if you see a white person, you better beware because you are in danger. That is the point that they've been trying to make and that's the strategy that they've been trying to accomplish. You better beware. And are black people taking the threat seriously? That becomes a very important question. Are black people taking the threat seriously? The very same weekend that all of this was happening, I couldn't help but notice that your so-called black entertainers, they had really important things in mind. Revolt TV, I think that was P. Diddy's little operation. Joe Budden, they read that the exact same weekend that all of this was occurring, they put out a list of the top 50 greatest rappers of all time. You are in the middle of a race war. They literally just shot up a bunch of bodies in Dayton, Ohio. And this is what you posted at the exact same time that people were watching this massacre, this massacre weekend unfold. And you put out a list of the 50 greatest rappers of all time for people to debate over, which is what it openly asked people to do is we want to we want you to debate which one of these they're not even being subtle anymore. They are literally saying, hey, we want to take your attention off of survival. We want to take your attention off of that. We don't want you to look at that. We don't want you to worry about that. We don't want you to focus on that. We want to take your attention off of surviving. Don't worry about that. Don't think about that. That's not important. Survival doesn't matter. What does matter is who's the greatest rapper of all time. 
who's the greatest movie star. You should sit around and worry about that. Don't worry about who's the worst white supremacist. Don't worry who's the biggest white supremacist threat. You worry about rappers and entertainers. Meanwhile, we are loading up our guns. Meanwhile, we are filling our clips with bullets and we're loading up our guns. While you're discussing who the 50 greatest rappers are, what the hell does it matter who the, who the greatest rapper is if you are dead? Do you understand me? What does it matter who the quote greatest rapper is if you are dead? Is, doesn't that really make it a moot point? Doesn't that really make it irrelevant at that point? You're dead. And they've got people focusing on that. And you're dead. Because they really do expect people to fall for this. They really do expect people to accept that. That that is just simply what your lot is going to be. You're just going to die. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who are so scared because they have no answers. They have no training. They haven't been prepared. Their parents did not give them even a basic knowledge of the white supremacist system that they live in, except when they get to a court. Now, when, when the crap hits the fan, then all of a sudden, everybody wants to be a black nationalist and wants to acknowledge white supremacy. But as soon as white daddy finishes putting the boot up your ass and eases off of it for a minute, then all of a sudden white supremacy doesn't exist anymore. That's the way that as a group, we've been responding to that white supremacy only exists when it's going after you. But if you have the ability to ignore it, you should take absolutely every possible conceivable measure to ignore it until it grabs you and gets a grip on you. Now, once it gets a hold of you, then, OK, now you can go ahead and acknowledge it. By then, it's too late. By then, it's too late. That's my point. By then, it is too late. And they are kicking into overtime and into overdrive, trying to distract and deflect us from that. There was a story that had come out here um, a couple days ago. CNN eyes all black panel show. This is from uh, page6.com. The story says CNN is fast-tracking an all-black panel show. Page 6 is exclusively learned. We're told the cable network hopes to hire regular CNN contributors April Ryan, Andrew Gillum, Angela Rye, and Bakari Sellers as panelists for a brand new show. The plan was kicked into high gear following the positive response the group received after appearing on the network's morning show, New Day with Allison Camerata and John Berman during the Democratic debates last week. Quote, it was the most excitement on that morning show since Chris Cuomo left his co-anchor, a source told us. CNN is fast-tracking talks to develop it into a standalone show. The early chatter is that it could start as a weekend show that would rival MSNBC's programming with Joy Reid, the Reverend Al Sharpton, and Kendis Gibson. So take a look at those names. April Ryan, Andrew Gillum, Angela Rye with lettuce and tomatoes on the side, and Bakari Sellers. So... 
Andrew Gillum, who ran and lost to be governor of Florida. He tried to be the most non-threatening Negro in America, and that didn't help him. Bakari Sellers, a black representative who don't really represent black people. Angela Rye, who said that descendants of American slaves were Russian bots and then turned around and tried to say, oh, I didn't really say that. In her attempt to try to dismantle and disarm the fight for reparations. Because her buddy. Kamala Harris. Was in trouble and is in trouble. And so they were trying to say that everybody who doesn't support Kamala Harris is a Russian bot. So there that gives you the level of expertise that Angela Rye has. And then, of course, April Ryan. April Ryan is the quintessential example of why the old black media is dead. And outlets like the Black Channel and individuals like myself replaced her. She is the quintessential example of why black media and black news gathering has been woefully and egregiously unserved, not even underserved, just completely unserved. Tell me the news that April Ryan has broken. Tell me. In all her decades of doing this, tell me the news she's broken. Tell me the documentary investigative work she's done. I can show you mine. I can show you mine. Can you show me hers? Can you show me hers? Because I can show you mine. Demonstrate to me and, and, and show me an example of what she's done. She does not do, she doesn't even do what I do here on YouTube, much less what I've done in the field, news gathering as a documentarian, much less what I do every week in researching. She breaks no news, she brings you no new information, you don't learn anything. She's just there to call Trump racist and then ignore the Democrats doing it. They're all white supremacists. We're not supposed to be giving anybody a pass. And she's one of the tokens that they send out for the purposes of distracting and deflecting. Republican racism, bad. Democrat racism, good. And this is another example that shows you just how easily Negroes are bought off. CNN and the rest of them, they're doing this because they are trying to cultivate a counter influence and a counter voice for us here. Remember, Bakari Sellers was going at me on Twitter. Remember? And Angela Rye was making slick comments, responding to the, uh, the uh, videos from Professor Black Truth. Bakari Sellers, you all saw it. I talked about this before. I've made, I did a program about this at the time when it was occurring. Bakari Sellers, who d isn't offering anything on reparations. He's not sure what it is. He doesn't know what it means. Not really interested in it. We don't really need that like that. Yeah, of course they hired these people for a reason. Angela Rye is against reparations. Bakari Sellers ain't really... Reparations doesn't have to be money, I think he said. So in other words, reparations doesn't have to be reparations. Andrew Gillum, obviously, gonna toe the party line and reparations isn't needed. And April Ryan, of course... 
she's just looking for a check. Negroes are so cheap to buy. They are so easily purchased and so cheap to buy. And that's a damn shame. Very easily purchased and very easily bought. And we are underserved hideously as a community because of that. That the people who are supposed to be giving you the insight and analysis and they work in Washington and they work in the media. They're supposed to be sitting up here. Man, they're supposed to be giving us information all over the damn place. And yet we're not hearing anything from them. April Ryan has never done an expose about ABC or CBS or CNN. She's never done that. Angela Rye, same thing. How is it these people supposedly work in media and aren't giving us any information? We got to hear about racism in media from somewhere else. We're certainly not hearing about it from them. Why? Because that's not actually what they're trying to do. That's not actually what they're trying to do. We are here for them to deliver us. So that they can cash in and get a check for themselves. And what they're showing you is the game continues, man. The game continues. Now, they don't want to talk about reparations, but they want to show an all black panel. Why is it that all of a sudden you want to focus on an all black panel? That is because the new black media controls the narrative and the word has come down from the Democratic establishment that you Al Sharpton ain't going to get the job done. Joy Reid has been knocked out the box. All the little puppets that we attempted to prop up have each been knocked down and decimated by the new black media, you better put together something different. So they went and they watched The Breakfast Club and they went off and they went on Twitter. And that's how you end up with Bakari Sellers and Angela Rye. And then they figure, well, Andrew Andrew Gillum is a dependable Negro and April Ryan is, of course, bringing up the rear. How could we lose? But we need some new voices. You see, you tried the all black, the Black Lives Matter crowd and they weren't able to capture the hearts and the minds of the people because they don't speak for the streets. Remember, I told you all they were trying to tout those as the, quote, next generation of civil rights leaders. Remember when they were saying that? That Black Lives Matter and DeRay McKesson and all the rest of those folks who were really gay activists, not black activists, but gay activists, saying that those gay activists were going to be the next black civil rights leaders. And then we shut that down. And if you wonder if we were successful, this story from page six is your proof. We were successful. We did it. We shut them down and we stopped them. We shut them down and we stopped them. So now they are trying to regroup. They're trying to gather their forces and they're trying to figure out some way that they can neutralize what we're saying and get the narrative back under their control. But that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, people, because it's a new day. It's a new day. You see, playing dumb is really the only card you got left. You're playing dumb because you have to. You're playing dumb because you must. You're playing dumb because you don't have any other option. You're playing dumb for that. You're not playing dumb because it's smart. You're playing dumb because it's the only card you got. 
And what you're going to try to do is prop up some other people to reinforce you trying to play dumb. It's not going to work. Black folk aren't really interested in hearing you play dumb anymore and marching out Angela Rye with her breakfast club credentials and telling yourself that street cred, it's not going to cut it. Bakari Sellers, irrelevant. Andrew Gillum, already a loser. April Ryan, might as well not even be there. You're not going to be able to steal the narrative back like you're used to doing. Because you want to play dumb because it's in your interest, but we're not allowing it to just go unanswered. You're not going to be able to just sit up here and play stupid and then everybody else just sings along. Some people will, but not enough of them. And it gets worse for you because you see, the more you trot out these newly purchased Negroes to tow the company line, you make us more correct because we know ultimately they can't tell the people the truth and they can't actually push a black agenda. So they can't actually say what we're saying. And as long as we are able to let people know, okay, this is what the real is. You're not going to be able to get any traction for these people. Nobody, people don't want to be sold in the large numbers that you're accustomed to them being sold in. They don't really want that. Now you need it. You need that to be the case, but that's not really what it is. That's not really what it is. It's not. Playing dumb is an American pastime. It's an American pastime because up until this point, it has worked very well. And right now, it's the only weapon that they have because they need to have a full frontal assault in order to solidify white supremacy and its right to kill. But we can't let that be the truth. We can't let that be reality. We can't let them get away with that because our very survival is at stake. You see, when white supremacy began its global march, it began it with violence and it has continued to maintain it through in violence, but also through its economy has been the chief means for the past hundred years. But as their numbers population wise begun to diminish, they're resorting back to violence as the way of keeping everybody in line that they as a group are first and foremost, most willing to commit indiscriminate acts of violence upon racial lines against people who are not them. That's the name of the game now is being willing to execute acts of racial violence on a level that other people are not that you will indiscriminately kill people who are not white, that you will send out your media apparatus for the purposes of defending that type of behavior, for the purposes of camouflaging it, for the purposes of misdirection, for the purposes of changing the subject while the bodies pile up in the street. This is how dedicated to prosecuting this race war against us they are. They're mobilizing everything. You think we're gonna have Senate hearings on what to do about white supremacists? You think we're gonna have Senate hearings on that? No, it'll be your black lawmakers. If you try to have a hearing like that, it'll be your black lawmakers saying, well, the white supremacists, they show is bad, but I mean, this is really about guns, though. What we need to do is really about guns. 
You'll have your so-called black lawmakers jumping up first and foremost to say, well, it's not really about white supremacy. It's about guns, which is what we have now. It's about guns. They're not dumb. They know what they're doing. They're not stupid and they're not oblivious. They know what they're doing. And they've gotten ultra desperate because now every week the discussion is about white supremacy and black empowerment. And now they want to change that discussion. But they're going to continue to play dumb in the meantime. Because up until this point, it's kind of worked. It's getting ready to stop working. But they've got nothing to lose by continuing to drag it out. They got nothing to lose. They just want to know if you're going to play along. They just want to know if you're going to play along because if you do, then they win and they've maintained the status quo. You play along, they win. That's all they really want. Our job here in the new black media is to make sure that does not happen. And we're going to do everything in our efforts, everything in our ability to make sure it doesn't. But first and foremost, acknowledging that we understand that they want us all to play dumb and we're not going to play along with them, no matter how many tokens you hire. If you have not been to our website, blackchannelfilms.com, you definitely want to go there and check out our documentary work, 7 a.m., gentrified, ethnic cleansing, American style, and our newest documentary, Race War. Many of the things I talk about here have been detailed in these films. You definitely want to check that out. It's a great resource, especially for personal edification and general education. So you want to make sure you check those out. Blackchannelfilms.com. See those. And this concludes tonight's broadcast of the BlackChannel.net radio program. I am your host, your brother, your humble servant, the Black Authority. And until next time, my brothers and my sisters from around the world, remember, Black is the future and the future is uncompromising.